Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eat teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three teams until Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things like their wings Just on. Things, uh, they can be like bathing suits. What they, you know, what? <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? What they show is is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome to a post-game edition of Birds with Friends. Seventeen weeks after the start. Of the 2021 season, we are now about a quarter and a half away from the 2021 Eagles improbably clinching a spot in the playoffs at nine and seven. Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, Zach, would you call the Giants a clown organization? Would you call them a clown a clown show? <laughs> I honestly haven't put much thought into the Giants. I put more thought today into an Eagles team that uh, I don't want to say imp- improbably, but unexpectedly has turned their season around. And now uh, depending on the result here, they, they look to be about 70 minutes or so away from clinching the postseason. So a lot to talk about with the Eagles haven't put much thought into the giants. I, I, I know what you're referring to. I've been looking forward to reading Dan Duggan's story after the pod, Axel. but uh but my focus is on the team that, that we cover. So, okay. Well, I guess we can <laughs> talk about uh, the team that you cover, which of course is the Philadelphia Eagles. You were there in Landover, Maryland, this afternoon. I was not. Uh, they were doing virtual press conferences. If I don't have to go to that stadium, I'm not going to go to that stadium. Watch the game from home. I uh, got to watch a. Uh, I would call it uh, substandard broadcast. Uh, but that's okay. You can uh, you can tell me what you saw from the terrible vantage point in that press box. But uh, Zach, the Eagles need three things to happen. It looks like they're going to get three things. They are going to enter Week 18 in the playoffs, locked into either the six or the seven seed. Uh, we can get into the scenarios. It looks like the most likely thing is uh, a trip to Tampa Bay, which I know is exactly what you are rooting for. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rams are also a possibility. Cowboys are an unlikely possibility. Um, but I think just big picture, why don't we, why don't we just, you know, give a little credit and say, uh, you know, entering this season, I don't think any of us picked the Eagles to go to the playoffs. I think I was nope. the only one who had them with a winning record, but I had them, uh, just on the outside looking in. I mean, they deserve some credit. This was, a, this was an ugly game and we will get to it because, uh, like yikes, the first half of this game, but uh big picture, how do you feel about just 
the foundation, the structure of the Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts marriage? I mean, I, I would give them more than some credit. I, I give them an enormous amount of credit, uh, Nick Sirianni, for helping some turn this pick. season around. Yeah, for turning this this season around two and five. That was a low point when we did that pod in Vegas. Uh, the mm. Vegas odds, if you will, probably would have been higher that there'd be a coaching change in a playoff team, right? You know, we we thought things would potentially discombobulate at that point because uh, players were clearly frustrated. Fletcher Cox spoke out. Um, that was a low point. Since then, seven of nine wins. Uh, Sirianni's reinvented the offense, but beyond that, he kept that that locker room. They have a really good mix. I I, I know Shield Harp's on on this about wanting to uh I would love enjoy, to see play the harp. <laughs> enjoy the three hours that you're with the team, but they're a likable team as as we've discussed on this podcast. Uh and Jalen Hurts has you know we we spend a lot of time and understandably so discussing Jalen Hurts' future and his standing in the organization. The reality is he's going to be a playoff quarterback his first season with it as the starting quarterback. Um, he's making strides every week. There are some clunkers in there, but overall, just give – I just give – and, and I, I – I thought I he go was very good list. today. Yeah, he was sufficient. He, he did not turn the ball over. Um, the pass to Greg Ward was such an outstanding play. Uh, I, I thought he had a, th a third down run there that was just outstanding. Um, there's so much to yard. be impressed with uh, with this team. Uh, I, I thought that the defense, you know, once they kind of get out, they, they 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 got out of their own way after after an ugly first quarter. Uh, the the pass rush came alive, showed more juice than they have recently. Uh, so all around, just really impressed. With this group, I'm not saying they're going to make noise in the playoffs, but it's it's like playing with house money right now. You know, they they went on a heater at the blackjack table. Um, they they got some house money going, and unlike uh, you in Vegas, much to unlike my, me in uh, Vegas, much exactly. to my chagrin. And so uh, it's I I give them a lot of credit. Well, on the Hertz thing, uh, you know, not to get into not into, to get into big picture, but you know, one thing that strikes me is you talk about that that uh, pass to Greg Ward. And, you know, the first half of the season uh, and maybe even like the first two thirds of the season, we uh, I remember talking about that. It was like one of the more disappointing things about Hertz as a quarterback was that despite his athleticism, he didn't make a lot of throws on the run. It was either uh, throw from the pocket or scramble. He wasn't making a lot of plays with his arm uh, on, on the run. And that has changed over the past several weeks, uh, even as his ankle has been hampered a little bit. And I think that's just one of the many examples of like Jalen Hurts. You do see tangible improvement in different areas of his game. You know, we've, we've talked about uh, from last year, the turnovers, which he has done a pretty good job of uh, minimizing, you know, the last couple of weeks, he uh, notwithstanding from those the, from those fumbles in the pocket. But there are other ways in which uh, he is like consistently making strides over the course of his career. And that's why. You know, to me, if you are, if the question is, you know, should he come back next year? I mean, to me, the answer is a resounding yes. You know, assuming you can't just get, you know, some some stud veteran quarterback, uh, because not only is he coming back on a, a rookie contract, but there's every possibility that he's going to take another leap next year. And then, you know, if he takes that leap, how good how good could he possibly be? And uh, 
I don't know if this is a humorous aside because it was a serious situation, but we've spoken about how um, cool and unflappable and, and, and smooth these 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 terms that are used for Jalen Hurts. Well, the video captured by by Mike Garofolo of him, you know, going into the tunnel, the railing collapses, uh, uh, fans fall down. Crazy. And yeah, which obviously I'm, I don't mean to belittle it. A serious situation, fortunately. I think we can like to, everybody's fine. Yeah, we can yeah. yeah. According to Washington, everyone's healthy. But Jalen Hurts' reaction in that moment was like, yes. you know, like if 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 you want anecdotal evidence of right. your quarterback being cool and calm under pressure, like watch that video. That's exactly what uh, completely you know, unperturbed. Like as ex- if as exactly, if exactly helping people up, right? Like uh, you know, I. That to me, that like like show that video to your leadership seminar right there. That's that's what you want in a quarterback. So very impressed with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that was um, that was that was good stuff. That's the and credit uh, to Mike G. Your boy. Video. Yeah. Yeah. Guest at your wedding, unlike uh, Marissa and I. <laughs> we don't work with each other at the time. Yeah. Yeah, Mike but I, I mean, you didn't. You know, I mean, I was a guest at Mike's you, wedding. You still could have done it. Yeah. You could have projected. <laughs> If I invited Marissa uh, to my wedding in, in 2016, she would have had a I lot of I was graduating questions. from Maryland. Yeah. yeah she would that have been, been like, weird. why is this creep in Philadelphia inviting me to his wedding? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm that sure it was good. a very fun wedding, Zach. <laughs> who, else was at your, who else was at your wedding? Give us a few other uh, fun people. Who our, our listeners would know? Yeah. Uh, well, our, our, certainly our listeners know of uh, the Berman brothers who have appeared on the show. Yeah, uh, in the media, Jeff McClain and Bob Ford and Bob. Oh, well, I should say Matt Gelb. Um, nice, you know, uh, Mike Seal, oh, uh, Bob Rookover. Um, uh, yeah, a handful good crew. Um, uh, Michael Barkan, yeah, that's nice. Oh, Michael Barkan, anyways. Let, this is a tangent we really don't need to go down. Let's let's talk. Eagles. Exactly, we've <laughs> talked like a lot of football for the first eight minutes of the show. You can you can excuse <laughs> there's so a much brief to aside. Discuss. I th- I think you and I have a a little debate to get into too mm. about Sirianni's uh for uh, about Sirianni's fourth down decisions. Okay, let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, so well, let's let's just get right into it. Go ahead. Okay. So 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 just uh, behind the scenes, Bo and I weren't sitting next to each other at a typical game. We would discuss what our story ideas are, uh, and I had a, a few story ideas, but. A lot of it depended on, on what questions you can get in. Um, uh, I, I, I didn't get to ask Rodney McLeod anything. I had a feature idea with with Rodney McLeod. So a, a, a different idea I had was on I almost Sirianni's didn't get to ask dance. Nick Sirianni something, but then uh, yeah, uh, he opened it up to one more question, got my bad boy in. I almost didn't get a chance to ask anybody anything. The Wi-Fi at FedEx yeah, Field. All the more reason it was, yeah, that, that was, I it, think it so. I to stay I, home. I went to move. I I I went to to sit in a different area, and uh, you know because I, I I wanted to kind of be away from it. And, and I don't know if I was behind a pole or something, but my signal was 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 bad. I felt bad about that. Anyways, the fourth down decisions. They scored two touchdowns in this game. Both of them came on fourth and goals, uh, and I th- I thought that was noteworthy. And uh, I appreciated your response. You kind of. I, I, you gave the devil's advocate point of view, to, yeah, which, which, which I, I like, cause it in, in, 
incited some 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 thoughts in my mind. I looked up some research, or I didn't look up some research. I researched um, some some different items that. So I thought you made the story better there. But uh, what's the devil's advocate point of view to the fourth down decisions? So you know, the, uh, two weeks ago, when they played Washington, I wrote in the in the day after that I you know I wanted Sirianni to believe in his offense a little bit more, right? That that uh, he wasn't being as aggressive as he should on fourth down, and so it was welcome to see him go for those. But he's still not fully committing. Um, you know, to uh, reference Coach Flynn's thing, you know, he is he's still pecking the, the analytics. He's not he's not nesting those bad boys, and. Uh, late in the first half, it's fourth and four in Washington territory. He punts that away, uh, which I think uh, every every indication was that, that that was a strong go according to the publicly available models. And, and I, I would imagine that uh, that was a go for the Eagles as well. Um, and I didn't like the, the, the two that he went for, especially the second one, were, I thought, no-brainers. Like, you know, you're, when you're down at the goal line, now he hasn't done it all the time, which I know you can talk about because there, he had this decision in the first Washington game. Um, but when you're down there near the goal line, not only are you going for a touchdown, but you're also like the downside is you're pinning the 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 the, the opposing offense, you know, on the shadow of their own goal line to begin with. So it's not like the downside is that bad. Um, I thought I thought they were no brainer decisions, but uh, you you wanted to give Sirian a little bit more credit for for putting his chips in. Yeah, because I, I do think, and again, I, I'm not suggesting that um, social media or the the limited sample size that, that that might come across my feed when I'm glancing at it during the game is representative of the fan base. I, I would never conflate the the to, two, but I, I, I do think there was... I, I probably a, make that mistake. There was a school of thought um, from people responding to me that, no, this is crazy. They should take the points, Right. And in actually in in this in the similar situation, You've actually got dumber exact followers situation, than me. <laughs> maybe so. Um, but uh, you got more followers than me is really the look, answer there. Look, ten nothing against Washington, um, or, or or they were down ten nothing against Washington twelve days ago, and they had a fourth and goal with the two, and Jake Elliott kicked the field goal, uh, right. and so the same spot today they went for it, and then. Um, Obviously, the second touchdown too, a fourth and goal at the one. But but uh, this season, before this game, they've 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 had four. And I I, I after the podcast, I'm going to double check to make sure my numbers are okay. But four fourth and goals inside the three yard line. Okay. Okay. They kick they kicked the field goal once, which was the game against Washington two weeks ago. Right. Two weeks ago, and they went for it three times. Two of those times, they scored a touchdown, but it was nullified by a penalty. Okay. Ah, classic. That was the Carolina game and the Kansas City game. And then the uh, the other time was the San Francisco game, that Greg Ward play, right? So today was their their first. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, the, the guy actually it. did yeah, a Greg yeah. Ward play, the, yeah. um, the Philly special play, okay? Oh. Yeah, okay. the Philly special yeah, yeah. play, not the Greg Ward play, Philly special play. Uh, so today was actually the first time this season that they scored a touchdown that counted on a fourth and goal at the one. And they entered the game as the worst fourth down team in the NFL by conversion percentage. And only four teams in the NFL before this game had taken fewer uh, 
uh, fourth down attempts than the Eagles. So, so they they haven't been particularly aggressive this year. They haven't right. been very they haven't been very good on fourth downs. And after they they failed to convert on the fourth down on the opening drive, which again I thought was the right call then too. I was curious whether Sirianni would overcorrect. And uh, had Sirianni taken the points in those situations, the Eagles perhaps would have won the game still because the the fourth quarter drive would be different, but they would have been playing from behind. And you don't know if they go down, they score a touchdown there. Uh, and, and so I, I thought getting 14 points instead of six points was considerably different. Uh, obviously, it's considerably different, but it, it changed the game and just – you know, on the quote sheets after the game, Jonathan Allen, Washington's defensive tackle, said that was the game right there. That that's that's what won in the game. Those fourth down. He said that was the game. He said the he said uh, it's the end quote to my story here. That's the difference in the game. He said mm. we got to stop them on fourth down. That's the difference in the game. And then um, you know, Jalen Hurts said, you know, it's that, a four point game. There are a lot of things that were the difference in the game. I mean, if Taylor Heineke doesn't throw an interception, that's the difference in the game. A four-point game, I'm not, though. I'm making fun of Jonathan Allen, not yeah. you. When the Eagles score two touchdowns and both of them are four are on Yeah, on but like you downs, could say that about any play in the game in a sure. four-point game. Yeah, but scoring plays are different than a, a, th- okay. a third and eight conversion, right? Like this, this, th- those two plays resulted in in fourteen points, and and so Sirianni wasn't flawless on on fourth downs. I would have. Well, I think he explained. It. Um, yeah. he he explained or or sort of tried to explain if you. If you listen to the way he talked about Taylor Heineke in the beginning of this game and the sort of soliloquy he gave you from his uh, COVID quarantine hotel room a couple weeks ago, Zach, that he was factoring in significantly the play of the opposing quarterback. Uh, so that first one, two weeks ago, he's going up against Garrett Gilbert. He takes the points because he doesn't think that Garrett Gilbert can score consistently against them. In this game, Heineke was moving the ball especially in the first half, and so he wanted to make sure they got touchdowns. Um, I, that first one, I gave him a little bit more credit for because uh, Jalen Hurts had thrown his first incomplete pass of the game on the third down before, and it looked like you know not, a, not his best throw. He, he sort of tried to fire it in for Devontae Smith when he had a little bit of room to lead him. And then he, and then he goes for it, um, which in the past I think he, he might overcorrect to like the recency bias of that play. Um, and I liked that call. And I, you know, I said uh, the first fourth down, I liked the decision to go for it. I didn't love the play call. And then somebody was getting on me for, for saying that uh, the, the, the touchdown was like a very similar play call. Uh, it wasn't um, because the first one, you've got 13 personnel. You're bringing in nine guys to the box. You hand it to Jordan Howard for his first carry of the game. The other one, you're spreading things out a little bit. You have more room for Boston Scott to operate. So I, I like that more. Um, and then the second one, uh, like, Beyond the decision, like what an unbelievable play by Jalen Hurts to get to get stepped on and still get yeah. that that pitch out accurately to Boston Scott just in time for him to uh, to hit the corner. I just think that uh, the notion that it's a no brainer, um, I I don't think it was a no brainer among the fan base, particularly down ten nothing, and then the, and then even to start the uh, fourth quarter there because by the way, um, if it's a field goal then, I, I think the score was 16-7, right, at, at that point. A field goal then makes it a a one-possession game, right? Mm. Um, so the fact that they go for the touchdown there, if they miss it there, uh, it's still a two-possession game. Uh, so I I will I will leave it up to our 
viewers here, leave in the comment section. Did you think that was a, a no-brainer? Or as you're watching the game in real time, did you have internal debate or did you have debate with whoever you were watching it with? Yes, and a huge live audience. Shout out to all the sickos. I love it. Keep them well, coming. The, the Eagles are very close to, uh, to officially audience. locking this up. And, yeah. and uh, by the way, it, it was a no-brainer for me because I'm a big advocate of going for it on fourth down. Um, uh, you know, I, I if I was coaching, I would be on the aggressive side. I'd be on the aggressive side on two-point conversions. Uh, but I don't write for myself. I, I write for my audience, right? And, and so I, I try to answer the question for the audience. Zach, do you think the Cowboys should have to – I mean, the, the Packers should have to give this game back because they're playing against Sean Mannion? Should it not count? Uh, no, it should it should count. Oh, okay. What's the joke there? Just the you know the Eagles are playing all these teams with bad quarterback. Oh, oh the offensive lineman caught the ball. Oh, play after Marissa's oh, heart. No, they got to be. Oh, okay. they got to be going crazy in the uh, who is that? In the Dunn household Bradbury? for that play. Uh, fantastic! I think that was their best play of the night. Um, okay, so Jalen Hurts in this game, Zach finishes uh, seventeen of sixteen for two hundred. 14 yards he has 44 yards rushing um by epa per drop back it was his fourth best game of the season according to true media um and i thought i thought he was very good in this game um his as a as a passer uh he was much more accurate um than, than yeah. he's been at times this season um you know I, I i wasn't there so i don't know if he was missing things downfield not that i would have been able to see it from that press box but um he looked he looked very good to me, and, and Sirianni said the thing after the game that uh, Jalen Hurts came up to him, you know, in in the second quarter or whatever it was, and said, you know, call what you need to call. Don't worry about the ankle. Uh, I'll I'll make it work. I'll run whatever I need to. So he wasn't as mobile as he was, you know, a month and a half ago, but he was certainly a step up from what we saw the last two weeks. I thought he was going to say we're we're two and zero with with this ankle. We're fine, right? Mm -hmm. um, but no, yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, I, I thought this was this was one of the better games Hurts played this season. Um, maybe not in terms of like the overall stats, but uh, just in terms of the quality of play, the quality of some of the throws, the quality of, of, of the of the yeah, decisions. even some of the misses were like like the 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 deep one down the sideline to Devonte Smith. Devonte got caught up just a little bit. It looked mm -hmm. like uh, that could have been a potential holding call. That other one to Devonte that was just a nice play by uh, by Corn Elder. Um, I thought that was a nicely lofted throw. Uh, I yeah, I thought he made I thought he made good decisions and he and he made really good throws. And then I that play, he... uh, the the rollout to Greg Ward, uh, he let us know that that the operation was late getting in. He didn't know what yeah. the play call was. They just sort of he just sort of called a uh, like a, a recess type play. And uh, people checking in on Shields crystal bald eagle prediction and i think that that was for an entire drive not just for a single play so i uh, i'm sure she will be mad at me for this but i think he will not get credit for that Although, i also think that was the headset going out right yeah like, yeah like not just like the play not getting in on time yeah yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. So, this, so this wasn't a technology malfunction this was you know the operation wasn't working on the sideline so I um a chat uh a viewer said that there was also a Bo and a Zach in the press conference today. Yes, yes. That's for the same game, right? 
I, be- I believe it is. And Zach has been outpacing me by like an unbelievable and embarrassing degree. You know, he's, he, they, oh. I believe Dennis is keeping track. It's like 20 Zachs and four bows. But I think it was as long as it was like 15 or something, right? I forget exactly what it was. Wow, Bo. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's how we got to have Dennis on. <laughs> yes. I think we're going to try to have Dennis on on Tuesday. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. But that uh, past award, I I, th- I thought was a game-changing play because, uh, look, that's, yeah, that's, that's a huge play. That's third and 14 there, right? Um, if they don't convert that, they don't get that second touch. We're never talking about that second, fourth down decision. They're kicking a field goal in that spot most likely, right? So, uh, and then they are playing down at that point, 16 to 10. Um, so I, I, uh, I give them that, that throw there. Uh, I was considering that being my story too. Right. But I, I, I kind of feel like I fall in the trap of writing about Hertz every week. And, um, mm. although my, my first week as a professional, well, as I was going to say, as a professional football reporter, as a professional reporter covering football, I was covering college football at the time. There was a quarterback controversy between, Sean Glennon and uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, nice. at Virginia Tech, and I was, uh, yeah, and I, you know, I was trying to pitch a a story on uh, if there's any Virginia Tech listeners, you would remember Orion Martin, right? He was a defensive end that they had, and my editor said you can never write about the quarterback too much, and uh, in that that was this the uh, fall of 2008, and here we are in the fall of, well. Now the winner of 2022, and I I think about that all the time. You can never worry about the quarterback too much. So, and look how far it's gotten you. <laughs> I I get to do swoopers forecasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Sirianni pronouncing Taylor Heineke in a bit of a weird way. Did you notice? Yes. That? Yeah. But what did he say? Or be it for me to rip on anyone's pronunciations. What did he say? Heineke or like Heineke? Uh, I believe Heineke. Yes. I mean, yes. what are we doing, Nick? Although I think that's a good like subtle way to get under the opposition skin potentially i guess you run the risk of is this bulletin board material or is this annoying them to the degree that it's going to affect their preparation for the week so gannon always it's always like purposely does the mispronouncing things yeah gannon does the number gannon's like you know mm. 88 over there right like that kind of thing you got to worry about 18 you got to yeah so that's that what do you make people. of uh i saw some chatter and, and actually a uh, uh, big flex here multiple people texted me uh, some thoughts that Jonathan Gannon wearing the sunglasses today was a, was a little bit extra. How did you feel about that? Uh, no, because, well, f- first off, it was sunny there. It was like 60 degrees and sunny. Okay. Um, but I know there was some chatter at, uh, during the Denver game as well. And uh, I think what, what, uh, what can sometimes be lost in translation, if, if, if you will, is like they're out on the field at 10 a.m., right? Um, and so what does that, how does that affect whether he's wearing sunglasses at three 30? Also, I think, I think once they're on, they're on like, I, why? I don't think he's why? Cause I, it's, it's like, he's not thinking about it thereafter. Yeah. He's, he, he's been wearing the sunglasses all, all, all year. Jonathan Gannon. From think those prescription? I don't think they're prescription, okay. but I don't know. I mean, actually I, I have no idea if they're prescription or not. I don't want to say that. You but think, he's, he, here's my he's question. known to be you, a stylish guy. Do you think he is aware of the chatter about his sunglasses? Do you think that has reached him? Uh, 
Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Good question to ask at the next press conference. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would burn a press conference question on that one, but well, that's the thing. If if it was in person, you could you could get away with it because then you could still get another question. But in yeah. virtual, when you know you're only going to get one, do you want to burn one there? I don't know. Yeah, it's much harder. Yeah. Really tough life that we're living. I wouldn't Just say tough life. Very yeah. pained. Yeah. These these t- these tough predicaments. Um. I guess just in general, Zach, what do you make of these slow starts here? I mean, the Eagles go down 10 yeah. nothing. Um, they've been outscored 25 to 7 in the first quarter over the last four games. Um, slow starts both on offense and defense. And the defense in this for in this in the beginning of this game, I mean, Sirianni can say that Heineke was dealing and he made a couple nice plays against pressure with some sort of lucky, uh, fluky throws, but he also like almost got picked off. Uh, the Eagles let, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, the classic, um, like, are, were they trying to do something with the way the game was starting that game defensively or were they just, were, were they just getting outplayed? I think they were just getting outplayed. Now there were a few passes. I mean, there were a few plays there. It wasn't necessarily the first drive. Maybe it was the second drive. You know, Derek Barnett comes through untouched almost and yeah. uh Heineke gets off a pass and it's just like a, a, a throw it up there pass and it turns into a conversion um I thought he had some good calls a few times but overall yeah no I, I don't think the defense was was good enough in the first half and I think the slow starts I'd, so I'd a lot say of, uh, so a lot of uh like four man pressures with uh one of the linebackers coming in this game that was affecting yeah, so, the second half well so they had like a weird alignment going on in the um jared patterson's touchdown pass on the op- oh, i'm sorry touchdown run on the opening drive they had cameron malvo as like the the four eye there uh i mean no disrespect to michael dunn's friend cameron malvo but you know i'm not sure that i i, I want him as, as as my interior guy in that spot um Jannard avery just got pushed off yeah he just got pushed back um the the, the so kerrigan started the game Okay. Yeah. This is, we got to get into this. My read on Kerrigan starting the game when, because he was first one in warmups. And my read on it was that, well, Barnett didn't practice all week. So they've been right. going with, so this is going to be a, a bigger Kerrigan game. I expect just as a refresher, a Barnett game. was on the COVID list didn't exactly. come off until yes. yesterday. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That was my, uh, just like uh, uh, Shiel accuses you sometimes of like using yeah, inside jokes that. that everyone would know. Yeah. I, I tend to say stuff sometimes and like, I, I think everyone remembers all the news. And I mean, I'm the one who's talking about Casey too all the time. So I think. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah. So anyways, uh, Barnett didn't get activated until yesterday, Saturday. And so I'm like, all right, well, this is because there was chatter. Was this a sentimental decision? Kerrigan going back to Washington she and Bo aren't very much into that storyline. Don't think our readers are into the storyline, but maybe inside the locker room, it's a big deal. Who knows? And I'm like, no, I don't think this, so. I was like, this isn't sentimental. This is because Barnett hasn't practiced Kerrigan's, but then uh, Kerrigan barely played thereafter, right? So maybe they saw him out there and they were like, yeah, no, yeah, no. Or except, maybe it was a sentimental thing. Except at the end of the game, the game is on the line. Uh, Washington has the ball down four. Like this is the game, right? And the Eagles start that start that drive with Sweat, Barnett, Milton Williams, and Javon Hargrave on the field. So no Fletcher Cox, 
which I thought was notable. Uh, that third and 10, they pick up uh, on that little dump off to John Bates. Yep. Uh, I, and I thought that that was, you know, not Gannon's finest moment, like the, the sort of soft uh, coverage that they played on that play in particular. Then the Eagle, then it goes to the two minute warning. The Eagles come out of the break, come out of the two minute warning. They just had a, they just had a rest and it's Cox Hargrave, Teron Jackson and Ryan Kerrigan on the field. And they get caught like Washington picks up a few first downs and they, and they have these guys still on the field. They can't get them off the field. I was like, I was thinking they should have called timeout. They had three timeouts just to get Ryan Kerrigan off the field. And it, they gained like 40 yards just by being able to play against those those Trashita Jones, Roberto Garbaggio pass rushers. So, uh, yeah, no, that was I a mean, good observation. I, Ryan I, I, Kerrigan's like present continuing presence on this team is like a significant factor. I saw you tweet that out, and I'm I'm gonna go back uh, and, and and watch that. I was I was gonna say after the pod, after, after I do some research after the pod, I will go back and watch that because I didn't totally pick up on that at the time. Um, but that's that's yeah, you you can't have that happen because look, the game's almost you know that that almost cost. Joshua the was game. their best player in this game. Yeah, Sweat was really good, right? I think he was the best player on the team today. A sack and a half. He's up to seven and a half this year, um, and uh, he was dominating. He, he was like that was a that was a borderline game wrecking performance. I would say had a had a big PBU um, or a pass deflection. I I, sh- I should say I yeah. yeah I thought Sweat was all over the place. But he it was held he was, a couple was times. It went uncalled. Yeah, so uh, a lot of credit to Sweat. Do you see Ron Rivera uh, just whining and complaining as if his thumbs hurt about uh, the the final play of the game or not the final play, but the the interception? The he interception. thought he, he thought that that should have been pi. Give me a break. Guy's yeah, been whining uh, nonstop. He, he he gets the league to move a game. He thinks he can get any anything changed um, by the league. I I didn't see that, but I thought it was a great play by by McLeod. I, I didn't know if he had it at first. Um, and well, you I, know I why I knew he had it. Um, Why? Because two weeks ago against Washington, when he had that interception that they called an interception on the field and then got overturned, he didn't celebrate because he knew okay. he didn't he get it. So I trusted his celebration. Yeah. So I think he's an honest celebrator. Honest celebrator. He's not, he's not, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a soccer game. Well, this is he's trying to dupe the officials. This is two game clinchers now um, from him. And, uh, I, I know he had that post last week um, on Instagram. Uh, it's sentimental for him. Yeah, You're a all year, over the Instagram posts. I give you credit. A year past the injury. Um, it, you know, he's he's still, I, I don't want to say rounding into form here because it's it's it's, a, it's late in the year, but maybe getting his legs underneath him, number one. And then I, I can tell you from, uh, from past – experience and discussions with Rodney and, and people in Rodney's family that, that like playing in the DMV playing down there is significant for him. Um, mm. He's a, he's a Maryland guy. The Matha had, man. Yeah. The Matha. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I was actually, I was, I was thinking about it. Uh, I mean, not to give a personal side here, but I, I remember, Running the FedEx, or not literally running, heading over to FedEx Field for something at, after doing a Rodney McLeod piece back in 2008 or 2009. It was someone can probably look this up. It was on um, the 
it was on UVA building up a, a, a pipeline with the DCAC, which is like the I think I didn't I didn't I like uh, link this story in a in an athletic story at one at one point. No, this is probably a different one because because this wasn't as much. This was on uh, how, how how he was one of a, a few players from the DCAC that 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 UVA had, but um, like I so and here What's I am the DCAC? now. DCAC. It's the Catholic League in in, D, oh, okay. in, in Washington okay. D.C. But anyways, all these years later, not all these years later, but twelve years later, I'm still writing about Roddy McLeod. Um, but I I I know going back to that area, there is a castle is, on McLeod is uh, significant for him. So uh, I imagine that there's a lot of uh, excited people in, in the McLeod family. There must be on McLeod nine. That's a good line. If you wrote about McLeod, you can use that. McLeod Atlas. Okay. Um, you can go with the puns here. Yeah. DMV, by the way, is, is, is a term for the Washington, D.C. area. It's 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 the district of Maryland and Virginia. Right, because uh, D.C. itself, like, you know, Washington plays their games in Landover, Maryland. It's, I mean, awful. DC, come on. Um, what else on offense? I think uh, you know the Eagles started this game uh, going thirteen personnel heavy, uh, twelve and thirteen personnel heavy. They were playing with multiple tight ends a lot in the start of this game, um, and I think you know we don't we can't read their we can't read the coaches' minds, but uh, to me this was like trying to get some of those proverbial body blows against that, that Washington defensive line early to open things up as the game went along. And then in the second half, they, they moved more to uh, three receiver sets and, and they had a little bit more success running the ball. It still was not their most, you know, this was their least successful running game um, in the second half of the season. They ran for just a total of 118 yards on just three and a half yards per carry. Boston Scott leads the way with 14 for 47 uh, Jordan Howard did not look good. I thought 11 for 26. He, he had like a couple okay runs, but, uh, looked a step slow to me. Um, and I actually thought the offensive line as a whole, this was their worst game in a while. Jordan Mailata had a down game um, yep. and was responsible for several pressures that, that, that ended up, uh, affecting Hertz and ending drives. Uh, Lane Johnson had a couple penalties, got beat across his face on that first fourth down. Um, Herbig was just, a, just, just okay. I thought, um, so, I mean, big picture, like, you know, if the Eagles are going to have a chance against one of these teams that they play in the playoffs, it's going to have to come from their offensive line being great and being as good as they have been the past month or so and, and being better than they were today. I agree. I, I mean, that's their only shot is the offensive line dominating the opposing team and, Look, if 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 they play the Bucks, uh, that 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 was uh, up up there with the offensive line's worst. I'm sorry, worst performances of the season. They really struggled mm-hmm. against the Bucks back in what was it October? Week at this point, six. Yeah, it was the Thursday nighter. Um, so yeah, that's 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 gonna be. It's it's a great observation because the offensive line needs to play better, and we've seen them play better. They have it in them. Uh, but, but really I, if the offensive line and the defensive line plays to their capabilities, um, they're going to be a tough out for opposing teams because that's, that's what it takes to win 
in January is is strong line play, and they have that. So, uh, you know, I I I think that. Look, I I think teams are excited to see the Eagles, right? I I I know that there's a school of thought that they're a tough matchup for teams because of the way they're uh, running the ball and because they're hot. I I think that a top quarterback looks at the Eagles' pass defense and says, like, all right, give me them, right? Um, but I do think that's fair that that you're going to have to be prepared to get in a wrestling match with that offensive line, and uh, and there's a lot of teams that that don't want to do that, and that can be the great equalizer. Well, listen, and we can talk about this now, I guess. Like the matchups that they're going to have, as they are, you know, minutes away now from from clinching. Eight minutes left in this game, but it's thirty-seven to ten. The Eagles are are going to the playoffs. Um, you're talking about Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, and Dallas. And I think the most likely scenario is Tampa Bay based on uh, based on how things work out. That doesn't mean it's a it's a cinch, but um, two things. First of all, in terms of those opponents, you know, Tampa Bay, they've got this weird Antonio Brown thing going on. He's out. Godwin's out for the year. So they're like the as a as a passing offense less threatening than certainly than they were in week six. And right now it's Mike Evans on a like a, a naggy hamstring and nobody else. They almost lost to the Jets today. Uh their defense is, I would say, more of a concern in terms of run defense against this Eagles offense than the other the other matchup. So that's tough. But I don't think that's a crazy like the the yeah. world's craziest thing for them to they go in the and best pull offensive line of, of those three teams. They have the best quarterback of those three teams. They have the best. That's true. They got so, the best defense of those three. Yeah. Well, the best run so, defense of those three teams. Yeah. So that's, that's the team I, I wouldn't want to see of, of those three, but like strength on strength. Like if you know, yeah, you, you, you could be able to, I think you could still run the ball on them. And uh, I don't know, like there's nothing, if you're going to say that the Eagles are going to win, Probably the Cowboys would be more fun, but like ending Tom Brady's season, like there's that's that's a juicy possibility. That's that, that's a fun week, like a fun week leading into the game. For you, um, yes, yes. For someone, I think, with, I like, think fans are. For, yeah, yeah. For I mean, Brady. what Eagles fan doesn't have a disdain for Tom Brady? They beat him. They won. Like, yeah, they're and still to be able to do, to be able to do that again. How fun would that be? I, I think you're kidding yourself. Uh, LA Matthew Stafford is playing terribly right now. Yes. Um, like that's a, that's a game you could, you could talk yourself into winning. Sean McVay is a turtle type coach. He's, he's uh, liable to come up with a, uh, with, with a rotten egg in the playoffs. That's certainly within his skill set. Uh, now Aaron Donald against Nate Herbig, maybe not the best matchup. Um, that would, that would keep, uh, Nick Sirianni awake, uh, at night, I would imagine, but, you take your chances. And then Dallas, you know, that would be fun too, especially if they're, I mean, uh, depending on what happens this week. But to to get to my second point, so the Eagles can, even if they lose next week, they still could become the sixth seed. Um, if they lose the Saints or and the Saints beat the Falcons and the Rams beat the 49ers, the Eagles will be the sixth seed no matter what happens in their game. So if you care about six for seven, which I'm not sure you, you should anyway, to me, it's a no brainer that the Eagles should be arresting mm-hmm. everybody and anybody that matters this week. Do you feel the same way? 
from a like a logical perspective of of get healthy, avoid, you know, the is that the, fly in the face of the compete principle, the gimmicky injury? Yeah, that part of I I I I buy it. But I mean, Jalen Hurts is playing on a busted ankle. You know, you, no, you that part I agree. Jason Kelsey, of, Lane Johnson. Yeah, Go ahead. if you're of the school of thought that like this team is hot, they have something going. They've won seven of nine games, right? Like, don't disrupt that flow. Um, that part of it, I suppose you could. Uh, that 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 part of it, I, I don't I think, think there's any it. responsible case to be made that they should but, play guys who matter. But my guess is that they would sit guys. Yeah, that. And I think and like have, we've, I think you have like Gardner Minshew throw into Jalen Rager and JJ yeah. Ortega Whiteside in the regular season. That. It's it's not like you can sit everybody, right? You know, this it's is true. the preseason roster. Right. Um, but yeah, I, my I, lot I of seems banged up. Exactly. Um, get Dillard on the field. Some of these positions where you have depth. Yeah. You, you do that. Um, and, uh, that's, that's, that's the way I would do it. That's I, I, I would rest those guys, especially Jalen. I would say, all right, Jalen, that's get the most that ankle important right. thing. Their, their chance, Kelsey, their chance in the playoffs is getting to use Jalen Hurts's legs yep. with abandon. Yep. Um, Hurts. Kelsey, Mylotta, yeah. Lane Johnson, Slay, mm-hmm. Cox, Hargrave, those guys can all sit. Yes. I think that's now, some way. guys might want some stats, right? Mm, so that's true. Yeah. So you know how how that goes. But <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh defensively, anything else that, that we should talk about? Uh, I I need to watch the game through that give you a better idea there, but uh, I actually I I, th- I thought Hargrave was very active. Was that just is that something you noticed as well? Uh, he seemed active. Yeah, okay. it didn't it didn't uh, knock my eyes out of the back of my skull. Okay. Was uh, there great. was a question if there. there. Are, if you have if you have uh, questions in the chat that you think we would we yeah. need to uh, we need to address, please let us know. Avante Maddox, I thought the pass interference against him was a tough, was a tough call. Really tough. Yeah, and that I, was what I meant to say about Rivera complaining about that play at the end. They was one. They had one penalty the whole game. Yeah, like, and it was a false start. Like there, like if that Avante Maddox one was called, there were a ton of ones on Washington that should have been yeah, called. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to make like the Homer comment here, like, but I, I thought that was decent coverage there, and then I, I, sure. I, th- I thought too. Maddox made a really good tackle along. So it was on my left sideline. Yeah. I don't know what it was on the TV, but the left sideline, the far sideline on TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Eagle sideline yeah. along the Eagle sideline made a big tackle there. Um, I thought uh, two tackles in a row on right after that play. Yes. Yeah. Jannard Avery had a big sack. Um, he also had an interception that, Got pulled back. A very uh, legal touch. Like, I don't know if I've ever caught a ball before. Look at interception <laughs> the way he caught that ball. Yeah, this was Which his first sack it. of the. This was his first sack of the season. It's you know so I didn't know that actually. I thought that he maybe did have one. No, so it's it's one of those things. And I, I look up in his in his bio. He has like like six and a half sacks or something coming into this game. I'm like, wait, really? And then you realize he had After four and a from, half. Yeah. He had four and a half in Cleveland as a rookie. So. He hasn't done much. Why well, they traded him for him? Yes. Uh, all right, Zach. Why don't we get to the important stuff? What time did this game start? 
Uh, well, she'll hit hit. Uh, she'll hit that one. I, you know what? It seemed a little late to me. It looked like a 103, 104. It was a little off, later. There was a moment what? of silence. I'm sorry, there was a moment of silence, but mm. uh, it was that for all intents and purposes, that's a one o'clock kick. She'll wins that bet. Okay, so she'll. I honestly haven't looked at these yet, so I. Okay, I'll take it I, through I it. Know. Yeah. She'll spent 17 turkeys on the game. Will be played at 1 p.m. Uh, how much? Tell us, please. Did that miscue letting him get it for 17? How much did that affect your your sleeping patterns over the last couple of days? Um, so funny story. Uh, I tried explaining to Emily um, what happened. Yeah, because like I was, um, I wasn't upset with my slate. I was upset that I went against my. I don't want to say went against my principles. Yeah, well, I, principles. I that strong, but I went against like what I thought to do. And, and so that, that bothered me about it. So I tried to explain this to Emily and you've never seen someone either more confused or like care less about what's being described. To them. Like, like first, I think I probably have. I, th- I think when I first explained this to her, she thought it had it like, is, is my job affected by this? Did I do something? That- I'm like, no, it's just a game we play on the podcast. And she's, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Let's let's I do love it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's exact. She she had such uh such little interest in it. It's hard to blame her. Yeah. Uh, so she gets one for that. He also had an unreturned punt is spotted more than ten yards away from where it first hits the ground. He spent two turkeys on that. That did not happen. The announcers say riverboat Ron at some point during the broadcast. I thought for sure that they were going to hit this when the when Washington went for it on fourth and five. Four. Yeah. Uh, near midfield, I thought for sure they were going to bust it out, and they didn't. So uh, a disappointing one for Shield there. And then Javon Hargrave has more sacks than Jonathan Allen. No sacks for Javon Hargrave in this game. So uh, Shield gets his one that was uh, a near uh, giveaway, and he got it, so he gets one. Zach, you had there are more fourth down conversions than field goals made. You uh, spent nine turkeys on that. There were uh, fourth down conversions. Maybe that's why you were so focused on them in this game. Yeah, probably so. Right? But that did not <laughs> that did not hit. You were very close on several here. Oh, I know. Trust me, that you had at least one yeah. team finishes with a prime number of points. Whew. Eagles are sitting there at seventeen. It's 17, 17, 16. If Washington just kicks a field goal, they're going to get to nineteen. You've got all these birds in play. All these turkeys in play, but it did not hit. It's a it's a twenty to sixteen final. That was a fun one though to have for the first time. The and I'm, I want to apologize to there's a a reader and I can't tell you who it is off the top of my head. You sent me Jeffrey, a message. You sent me a, a message overnight with like it was a long study of all the games that have ended with prime numbers. Oh. and and what is um, it like a forty percent chance? What did he I, say? I think the reader said it was like a fifty seven percent chance. So I, I felt wow. pretty good about that going into it. I, I hope I'm, I'm not quoting it incorrectly. I'll, I'll look that up later, and I will get back to you. Monday is often a day when I, I kind of catch up on some emails and messages. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I felt good going into that one. You had Jalen Hurts is the Eagles' leading rusher, and he had 44 rushing yards. Boston Scott had 47. Yeah, so you, you were there. four yards shy of that. I wonder what we would have we done if they tied. Ooh. Uh, he's not the leading. Oh, no, he is the leading rusher. I get yeah, points for that. T- I would have given you not, that, Zach. Thank you, Marissa. Wow. Thank you. 
Yeah. And then you had the one that was potentially more of a sure thing than the game being played at one o'clock. And that was Casey Tuhill has more tackles plus quarterback hits than Ryan Kerrigan. Sacks count as two. That delivered. So that one, which you didn't want, you were worried about spending too much turkeys mm-hmm. on, that one hit for you. I saved the day for me. You're welcome. Thank you. I had, so you and Sheila are tied with one. I had Boston Scott is the game's leading rusher. And these carries that they just gave to Jordan Howard for no reason cost me this. 47 rushing yards for Boston Scott, 57 for Jared Patterson. I feel like they should have fed Bosco more. I'm a little bit upset about that part of the game plan. He had some juice, too. Uh, He did. Yeah, he looked good. Another near miss. I mentioned 44 rushing yards for Jalen Hurts. I had Jalen Hurts has 50 or more rushing yards. One more scramble, Mm -hmm. Jalen. Come on. For both Spent of us, work turkeys on that didn't get it. Uh, I had the Washington football team has more turnovers than red zone touchdown conversions. They had one turnover, they had one red zone touchdown conversion. This was a more, not a more or equal, so that did not hit for me. However, I also spent seven turkeys on the Eagles clinch the playoffs, and so I can celebrate as Eagles fans celebrate when this game goes final a three way tie mm. heading into week 18. It's still separated. It's still uh it's still all up in the air. You and Shield tie for the lead. Me one behind you. Uh very exciting stuff. I don't know. What do you guys think? Does that constitute an all Dennis selection for week 18? Or do we wait and wait for the playoffs and hope that I win next week? Why don't you and Shield both just lay down next week? Save your turkeys for the playoffs. Knowing that it's all going to come down to that. Rest your turkeys like the Rest Eagles. your turkeys like the <laughs> Eagles are resting their players. All scoop everything up. And then we can guarantee, for the good of the pod, the real drama in, in the playoffs. Well, you say that jokingly. I did think, though, that if if there was, a, you know, what you said, are the, are the players going to rest their starters? There was a part of me that was thinking on the car ride down this morning, okay? Well, uh, on, on the car ride down this morning, if... If I have a chance going into the playoffs here, does it make sense for me to carry over my turkeys and come with full ammo mm. in in the playoffs, or do I try to take the lead this week? So uh, I don't know the answer to that. My DMs are open. You can email me at zberman at athletic.com. <laughs> I am open to any and all advice. You've also got you're also gonna have ending into the playoffs the quandary. Do you save turkeys for a potential? Second playoff game or not? That too. That too. Mm. This will definitely be discussed with Dennis on Tuesday. (laughs) We will get the final ruling from Dennis. Uh, All right. Anything else uh, for us to touch on here as um, as we prepare to to close this bad boy up? They're they're going to clinch. I I, want to have – I suppose we can have a Tuesday. But, um, you know, I'm curious. Is is Nick Sirianni – is there vindication? Right, like, was the the uh, criticism of him overstated? Because he look, he he was the butt of jokes multiple. times. You think times. he's gonna wear a beat Dallas shirt this week and then rest his starters? <laughs> Maybe so, but 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 he's gotten like he's 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 been the punchline here. He's been the punchline um, after the opening press conference, which I thought was overstated. The flower part, you know, the but ever since he had that flower speech, by the way. They've been on a yeah. roll. So uh, 
How I'm seven and two since the flower speech. Yeah, I'm 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 curious what Philly thinks of Sirianni right now. How could they not be happy? Yeah, and I, I I asked Nick by the way because I I was trying to plant the seeds, no pun intended, for this type of story. Uh, late last week, I was trying to get a question in. Uh, credit to Owie for calling up on me late, and uh, I I wanted to know um, where Nick has grown the most because we've asked Nick so many times, how's this player grown? How have you seen the development? And and Nick spoke about being a leader, uh, and and that he's really evolved there. And um, I remember uh, if you've ever read um, Seven Seconds or Less by Jack McCollum. Um, he, he has this, this great expression, how like the, the, uh, X amount of inches, I forget how many inches it was between Mike D'Antoni's seat and Alvin Gentry's seat, uh, is all the difference. Like when you're a head coach, there are things that come across your desk that you can't plan that you can't foresee. And there are things that happened this year that, that, uh, as much as the game of inches, as much as Nick spoke to his father, Fran, or Larry Karras, or Frank Reich, there's only so much, you know, you you have to be in that chair to realize what that job is. And uh, I think he's improved as, as the year's gone on. I don't think you get points for you saying Larry Karras, just so you know. I I think uh, this is a good time to, to, to credit your story, by the way. Um, from the uh, Mount story? Union. No, I'm a Mount Union. Sure. Um, I think the most, I mean, the most, the most important thing in terms of Nick Sirianni is like, it's, it's, it's very nice that, um, you know, everybody stayed in lockstep. Everybody uh, embraced his core principles. Uh, I thought Jalen Hurts said it well uh, in this game or in the post game press conference that uh, he says the same thing every week. You guys ask me questions. I say the same thing. We're embracing the the fundamentals. We're trying to get better each day, all this stuff. Uh, that stuff's great. The most important thing, like long-term, is that it looks like he knows what he's doing on offense. Sure. Um, well, no, I, I disagree with you, actually. That's okay. not the most important thing. I think that is the most important thing. He's the head coach of the football team. He's not the head coach of the offense. He's the head coach of the football team. Yeah, but that's what he's – that he's here to make sure the offense runs. He's 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 here to be the leader of the football team. I, like this is he's not he's not here to put I his offense. I don't a hundred percent agree with that. I mean well, that's, that's a, true, but if he was leading the team and his offense was the was the bog offense that we saw the last couple of years, we wouldn't be happy. And, and nor would Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, Doug Peterson ran the team fine. Not at the end. They went four eleven and one. There was yeah, but, was, but we're, we wrote a whole story about. Yeah, but what, we're about talking the, about yeah, but we're talking about like you're you're talking about like player buy-in, like that's table yeah. stakes. Getting guys to that's, getting guys to play and, and do their job. The I I think you no I I will I will pound the table for this. When you're the head coach, you're the you're the leader of you're the leader of a group of men. You're not just the leader of the offense, right? This isn't. This isn't, um, you know, Rich Kotite and uh, not, you know, know, there was the expression like, oh, you're there with the offense. We're Bud Carson's guys here, right? No, this is, you're the leader of that team. You're the coach of the, your your number one responsibility is is the 53 guys in that locker room plus the 10. Are you pounding the table? Yeah. 
It's not to, it's, it's more than 10 practice squad guys. No, I, I feel very strongly about this. I feel very strongly that you, you make a mistake. If you hire a scheme, you make a mistake. If you hire a playbook, you hire a leader. He's the, he's, he's the leader of this team. First and foremost. I mean, I don't really disagree with what you're saying. I just, I, I think if that wasn't the case, like he, he'd be gone anyway. Like, Getting players to buy in and building that culture is like that's that's the job for everybody. But what he was brought here to do is make sure that the offense runs. Marissa, I'm curious your opinion here. I'm kind of in the middle. I kind of see both sides. I know that's like a very lame answer. Um, but I agree that like you, you know, you do have to be the face and the leader and go out there and, you know, make the guys want to play for you. But at the same time, I think we would be talking about it a lot different if they were four and what sure. is how many games? 18, you know? So I don't know. I see both sides. They're four and 12 right now. Yeah. 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 But if they're four and 12 right now, the guys aren't responding to him. Right. But maybe we don't know that. I mean, I like, think you the can the still like your Car- coach like and Robbie and- Henderson and the, and the guys in yeah. Carolina are talking about how much they like Matt rule. Yeah. Well, some of the people who spoke on, on background to Joe Person yeah, said otherwise, fair. right? That's fair. Uh, I mean, it's well, easy I mean, people to like are people are calling winning, Joe Judge you know? every week, telling them that they wish they played for his team. Yeah, that part of it, I uh, I, I did see that come across. Twitter. There's, There's a comment in the chat that says Dan Campbell. That's kind of true. Yeah. People like I mean, and yeah, they, people like but Dan we knew Campbell. they were gonna not be great this yeah, year. Yeah, it's not a talented team. Look, I, I understand there's hyperbole, and I, I know I'm playing into. Bo's hands here because I, I haven't seen the whole speech. I uh I I've never been or I, I've never played in the in the in the NFL, but having been in uh, around NFL players for uh 10 years now, and, and Marissa can speak to this more than I can because she's around them every day. But uh but I can't see a guy calling up his former head coach twice a week and saying, I wish I, mean, I wish I was still on your team. Not happening. Yeah. Um that's I can't people see are occurring. dying to have Bo comment on that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that part of it <laughs> it's I, I ridiculous. Can't. It's farcical. Yeah. I mean, of course he's lying. Yeah, that part of it's they threw for I, negative I, I, 10 yards today. <laughs> they're awful. Yeah. And they're gonna keep him. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, maybe they're not gonna keep him. All right, maybe you guys are you guys are both looking off screen, so I think no, I was looking at the score this time game. to wrap it up. No, wrap I was looking at the B. score this game. Yeah. 37-10 with a minute to go. Should we wait until it's official? Yeah, it feels like New Year's. It feels like, like we should ofi- wait countdown. until it's officially official. Yeah, okay. I'm happy fair. for all the sickos in the chat. For those of you not watching live, there's a minute and four left in the in the Packers yeah. game for, then, uh, then for the Eagles still, uh, and me to clinch a point. So we here. did have a question um, earlier that I'm actually curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, could this game, uh, Week 18, be moved to Saturday? It's possible. Uh, don't. It's going to be exciting on Tuesday to really rile up Dennis and ask him about the league's decision to have these two games to Saturday, because it's impossible for them to have games on Saturday that don't affect how right. important the Sunday games are. Um. So maybe and, they're. Gonna... And I think Chargers Raiders will probably be the Sunday night game because right. that's a win and you're in game. On, uh, there is a there is a small sequence of events that could happen where the Raiders are in before the game starts, but the Chargers are winning in uh, if the Colts lose yeah. to the Jaguars. Um, but but yeah, my my assumption is that's going to be the the Sunday night game also. But 
yeah, I mean, they could do they could do the Colts Jaguars on Saturday and Rams Niners or something like that. But then if the Niners win, the Saints game doesn't matter on Sunday. There's all these different little things. Um, so we can we can ask Dennis about that, get him riled up. Um, but I think there is I think there's a small chance they'll move it to Saturday, but there's there's no chance it's gonna be the Sunday night game. Ben, I'd be do they surprised. rest more players if they they're playing Saturday? Well, that's the thing. I'd, I'd be surprised if Nick comes out and says they're they're resting guys. I mean, Nick wouldn't even tell you they're playing time for the preseason games, right? So yeah. I can't imagine he he's going to do so for a week eighteen game. But I asked him on rest- Friday, and yeah. he said we were getting ahead of ourselves, which yeah. of course well, he was going to say, but I'd yeah. ask. But the uh, I if if there's a risk of that, I can't. Imagine the NFL going to post game. Oh, I'm sorry, going to prime time for a game when one team's resting their starters. They did so last year <laughs> without knowing, right? So, yeah, you, you certainly don't want that to be your uh, feature game. Although people tune into the Cowboys, that's for sure. You gotta, you, you know what? You gotta feel good for Aaron Rodgers. Everything he's been through this year, you know, cancel culture got the best of him, but but look at him now leading a 37 to 10 victory, putting a knee on it to get the Packers, the number one seed. What a, what a good guy. Eagles are going to the playoffs. I'm very happy. 15 seconds left. Congratulations to uh, me first and foremost, for getting this uh, point in super sorecasting and congratulations to the Eagles fan. It's a, it's been a, it's been a fun year. It, It really has been. Um, that's been, you know, that's been the, and it's, I mean, not to make this about us, but like it's a year when I would have loved to be in the locker room. Right. Because yeah, uh, it's true. It would have been fascinating this, to kind of see this come together behind yeah, the scenes. Especially the, especially yeah. the like, uh, overachieving playoff locker room is yep. People are yep. excited. That's yeah. Would have been good. Well, we could have had some good Wolf's dens. It's too bad. Again, have- poor us. Well, since you guys have one more road trip together, I guess the question mm. is, will you guys be staying at the same hotel? Are, are we going to be rooming together? Yeah. <laughs> no, not I think that's together. that's a big uh, development. Zach, <laughs> what do you to... think? Do we do we book uh, ho- hotel rooms in, in Tampa and Los Angeles this week and then have them be able to cancel them? What do you think? Well, let's if go bosses, let's go inside baseball here. If the bosses let us, yeah. yeah well, that's... yeah, but the, the, the cancellation's free, theoretically, right? I mean, we don't have to get into the specifics of how we, you know. Oh, I think people in, are very interested. <laughs> you know, with the with the internal system. Does but, Philly fly? Uh, does Southwest fly Philly to Tampa? Can we do a a free cancellation or what? Uh, so, well, there's a lot of flights from. I mean, this is something we can discuss off the, off the air. We don't have to get. <laughs> no, there. I think people are interested. <laughs> You're interested. Uh, you want Tampa? Yeah, there's some, great, re- there's some great restaurants the, down there. Rank the six windows um, for playing t- for when the Eagles could play in week one, what you would root for. Not the who they're going to play, game. but the, the windows. Well, last one would be Monday night. Monday night, that that's a disaster. That's, yeah. that's the last one. Sunday at one is the preference. Okay. Sunday at okay. four, I would take. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is the Monday? Sat- oh, you froze on me. You yeah, he froze on, on me too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see, this didn't happen when is, we were asking Sirianni the press conference. That's true. Right. Yeah. I was gonna, and I was asking the Monday. Is it a Monday like 
four o'clock type thing? No, it's a Monday nighter. Yeah. It's oh, Monday it's day. oh, there's only one on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, there's it's, two it's Saturday, Monday night three football. Sunday. Okay. Yeah, it's Monday night football. Okay. So, and uh, yeah, no. Basically, so then anything the first Saturday. The first Saturday would would also be not so bad. The first Saturday, no, but but that's always like the AFC South. Yeah, right? that's, like, yeah. that's. I mean, who are we getting? <laughs> how many times did it's we a bit see? Of a, like, it's a bit offensive to be given that window. Yeah. How many times <laughs> did we see the Texans versus yeah. the Bengals? You know, Andy Dalton versus yeah, be the Colts. That's, yeah, so ex- exactly, they're not putting Tom Brady at the first one there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Tom know, Brady is definitely getting prime time. But if it's LA, it's going to be a night game too. True. Yeah. So, I mm. mean, you want you want uh, if it's a prime time one, Saturday night's always a good one. Yeah, that gives you some recovery time. Exactly. Okay. Good stuff, man. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I thought I had one more thing uh, to needle you with, but I can't think of what it was. So. I can give a, a funny anecdote that, well, I think Marissa would appreciate. And um, this is kind of a behind the scenes here. This probably doesn't reflect very well on to me because I, I, sh- I shouldn't be thinking this way, but uh, because um, I'm probably a little um, bleary eyed right now, a little tired. Uh, I, I will share this. So Bo and I team up on the cheat sheet every week. Right. And uh, uh I don't think I'm revealing any trade secrets here. Um, we get credit as writers for subscriptions, as we've talked about on this podcast before. And uh, your subscriptions are by year, okay? Mm. And so it resets to zero on December 31st. And so um, uh, Bo and I both agree it's better to have it out on Friday morning than it is on Saturday morning because your readership, there's the show, it has a shelf life until kickoff. Right, no one's reading the cheat sheet the day after the game. Deathlight.com uh, slash birds with friends get you a yes, deal. Yes, exactly, exactly. And and more people are at their computers on on Friday. So we've made it in the past years. It's come out Saturday morning. This year we've made a concerted effort to get it out Friday morning. But uh, I won't lie. I texted Bo on on Monday, being like, "Do you think we should hold this one out until uh, Saturday morning so we get?" some some january 1st credit on this instead of december 31st and uh you know bo gave gave a good point why we shouldn't um but there was some interest in this cheat sheet and uh so it rarely is yeah so so very rarely me today like uh you know about the amount of people who subscribe to it and um my response was it's a shame it doesn't count until Mm. it it doesn't count for 2022 (laughs) numbers so well, here's that, the difference. Here's the difference between you and me, Zach. You know, you are you are um, operating from a me first perspective <laughs> here. You're trying to do what's best for you and for your subs, whereas I only have the reader's best interest in mind. Yeah, exactly. And for the subscribers to have two days to read it exactly. instead of one, I thought you know uh, it's my job to to make them happy. For you. It's just a, it's just a glory. Well, no, that's why uh, I said you're right. Endeavor. And I felt, I, I felt bad that I thought that way, but uh, yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, we could have had those subs on in, in 2022 as opposed to 2021. But anyways, I, I hope uh, you will get them tenfold. Come on, Zach. I appreciate you, you have saying a whole that. year 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if it comes off. down to those subs at the very end, I think we're, <laughs> we're all going to be in trouble. Yeah, you're think about it. Like, you're going to have all this extra playoff subs that you did not think you were going to get. It's true. That's Your true. stories in jail. I mean, last year there was the firing of Doug Peterson, yeah. so you got that. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of intrigue. Uh, so everyone I hope to so. Athletic.com slash birds with friends. You can do that and all of us get, yeah, all of us get credit for that one. All right. Well, we we have been given a gift by uh, extending the pod these extra few minutes. Dennis, as Dennis Ember rolls into January, Dennis Derry uh, (laughs) has tweeted out the, the matchups here for the Eagles. So there are five games that the Eagles, uh, that will affect the Eagles opponent next week. Their own game, obviously, the San Francisco LA game the New Orleans-Atlanta game, the Seattle-Arizona game, and the Carolina-Tampa Bay game. Uh, There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine possibilities here, um, depending on those outcomes for just the Eagles matchups. And in one, two, three, four, five of them, they are going to Tampa Bay. In two of them, they are going to the Rams. And in one of them, they're going to Dallas. In one of them, they're going to Arizona. Um, and it looks like, let me let me ask you this real quick, Zach. Tell me who you think is going to win these games, and I'll tell you what the, what, what the outcome would be. Okay. Uh, Eagles, Cowboys, who's going to win? This this upcoming weekend. Not in the playoffs, right? This Correct. Upcoming weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cowboys. Uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay. Unless, unless Tampa Bay's... Uh, resting their starters. Seattle at Arizona. Arizona. Uh, New Orleans at Atlanta. Well, that's a tough one. I'll go Atlanta on that one. Okay. And then San Francisco at Los Angeles. That's the big game next week, right? That one has NFC West implications. Uh, I'm going to go Los Angeles. Okay. Well, in that scenario, the Eagles would be the seventh seed going to Los Angeles. Ooh, so really? That's, that's your prediction. Well, I yeah. I mean, I would predict Tampa Bay based on the probability of it, right? I've, I've learned a thing or two about game theory here. But not nearly enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it. Check out Dennis's work, obviously. We're hoping to talk to him on Tuesday. I think we'll also have one other person joining us on Tuesday, but I forget his name. Uh, so good luck. Outstanding uh, national writer, Shio Kapadia. Senior national senior. writer. He's very old. Okay. Uh, so thanks for listening. Congratulations to uh, all the fans on making it to the playoffs. The surprise in year one oh, under wait. Nikki Sirianni. I think they might have just released this, the schedule. Ooh. Does that say Cowboys? Oh, yeah. Here it is. Oh, Cowboys Eagles. Eagles Saturday night. Saturday yep. night. Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> Why? Uh, Cowboys versus Eagles Saturday night. Uh, why that's so silly i was like Jeez. squinting I mean, it's my because, eyes to see the it's tv because and the I'm like, cowboys, is that correct? it's because the cowboys are playing for seating and if yeah it doesn't affect the outcome of the other games chiefs broncos like what is that for chiefs huh. seating saturday oh, because uh, chiefs are trying to get the one seat yeah but like there's no juice there Man, oh, that's so bad. Saturday night, you're killing me. Ah, man, Goodell, he knows I hate him. He's doing this just to spite me. 
I'm sure he's doing it just to spite you. I'm sure he's sitting there at 345 Park Avenue saying, uh, what does Bo Wolf want? I think he is. I don't. I, there's no doubt in my mind. I hope Eli asks him about it tomorrow night. By the way, immortal last words, though, from, you know, I, I remember saying after Saturday which game was night? it? When I said no more primetime games, the rest of our games are Sunday at one. Well, <laughs> we had that game moved to Tuesday. All right. And now and now we get this game moved. And uh, so all I did was make fun of his chair. That's all I've ever done. This I didn't eat his brutal, pizza. It's going to be a brutal podcast on, uh, on Saturday well, Let's night. just hope they're resting everybody and then we can write a Nate Sudfeld sure. story. Sure. All right. Man, that stinks. What a week, <laughs> what right. a week we should, ruiner. We should wrap this up here. <laughs> what a week ruiner. Oh, God. All right. Uh, I'm dejected. This was supposed to be a, this is supposed to be a fun. Good thing you told us, Marissa. We would have just we would have ended the pod and not had that moment. Oh, man. I hate the NFL. All right. <laughs> this stupid league. Well, hey, okay. maybe we could get that guy that you didn't mention's name. Oh, on the pod. you're right. You're right. Well, that's true. That's maybe he'll make it up here. Maybe he'll come to the game. Maybe, maybe he'll, he'll come, come to the, the game. game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, I'm turning it around. Wow. Have glass full. Yeah. He's got no excuse not to come to the game. Yeah. I mean, COVID, but what are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Well, F you, Roger. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Congratulations to everybody again. We'll be back on Tuesday, presumably at 8 o'clock. Um, and, uh, you know, enjoy. Thanks, everybody who joined us live. Thanks to everybody who's listening later. Theathletic.com slash birds with friends is where you can subscribe. For Marissa and Zach and Sheil and Elijah, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. And as always, as Richard says in the chat, we love you, except for Ryan.